If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last self-sewn. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Self-Sewn Wardrobe podcast and live broadcast. I'm your host, Mallory Donahue, and this is uh, take number two. So everybody let me know if the video is loading better. I checked. I made sure I'm like on the right Wi-Fi and everything. Betsy says, yay. Okay, perfect. Well, that's all right, because I had a little bit of a rough start <laughs> for, for my first time. Uh, so take two is going to be better. Okay, um... Welcome to the Self-Sewn Wardrobe podcast and live broadcast with me, Mallory Donahue. Uh, it's fabulous to have you all here. Uh, hi, Kim. Hi, Lauren. Hello, Marisa. Uh, good to see you all. Sandy and Betsy, thanks for coming back and joining me. And Shannon and Hillary. Yeah, Lonnie says, uh, it's just making me uh, waddle around a lot. Yes, that's totally right. Hello, Isa and Charlotte. Good morning. Uh, today, I'm going to be going through a couple more So Here box items. Oh, and... Did I forget one? Uh-oh. <laughs> I was going to I was going to talk about two things today and it's possible that only one of them uh made it on my table, but anyway, this is this is the one that I was really going to show. I, I'll see if I can um uh mom, if you're uh if you're feeling up to it, you can hand me some fray block. <laughs> Hey Tracy. So anyway, but I, this is this is the one thing I really wanted to talk about. Uh, are the double eye needles? Uh, good morning, Samantha, my my T Rex sewing friend. Guys, Samantha was so good humored. Uh, uh, and I think that I think that we'll have to talk about that situation a little bit on the Sewing Out Loud podcast. And Samantha, I won't like use your name or anything, but putting your foot in your mouth in sewing and healthcare situations is is pretty funny and. Uh, something I've done before anyway. So, <laughs> oh, Kate says my mug matches my shirt. I love dishes. I love sewing and I love dishes. <laughs> Guys, ZD to the rescue. <laughs> you can't see her. I was naked. She was naked. She's not naked right now. Um, yes. Yes, that's perfect. No, that's fine. That's great. Thank you. You you don't look bad. You don't look bad at all. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'll talk to I'll see you later. <laughs> All right, hey Elaine. Okay, so this morning I'm talking about two items that are in the Sew Here box uh, so that I can show them to you. We sell these items individually on our site as well. But the Sew Here box uh, is a lot of fun. Things are a little more, uh, what do I want to say? They're a little more discounted in the Sew Here box and you get exclusive merchandise. Now, bringing that up, I have gotten a few messages from people who are interested in getting the Sew Here box, even though... I said I was going to cap it at 100, and we sold 100, okay? Uh, so I, I got gotten some messages, and I'm thinking about, like, what we're putting in the Sew Here box. And I think that maybe I can open up orders again, like, but people who order it after today might get theirs a little later. So if you are still wanting to order it, uh... I, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'll put out something in the newsletter. I'll put out something in the group, and I will make that available for order again. And maybe I'll add, like, 25, see how it goes. But there are some things that we have to really plan ahead for, and I don't know if I'm going to have uh, 
so like a ton extra of those. Anyway, so we'll we will see. Okay. So, Michelle says she thinks she was number 99. This box did sell out a lot faster. The boxes are great. I mean, I I love selling them. I love putting them together. I like thinking about what goes in them and everything. But they are a little time-consuming. And so, um, you know, it's like, okay, we sold 100. We sold 50 the first time. <clears throat> we sold 100 last time. It took us a while to get to 100, and then this time it did not take us a while to get to 100. It was very quick, so I don't know. I'm trying to decide. Anyway, okay, uh, so Sandy says she might have been number two because she's a keener. I, I think you were pretty early, Sandy. I do. I do agree. And Charlotte, yes, you were number 100. Okay, so the double-eyed needle. The Sew Here box is the Stitchin' with Knits edition. And I'm just going to open one of these up. And this double-eyed needle is something that's often used with sergers. I don't, you know, this is one thing where uh, with all the other things that are in the Sew Here box, I've been saying that, hey, you'll use this with the leggings class. You know, you don't have to make leggings, but the leggings are made of knit. It just seems to all go together. This is something you might not actually use with the leggings, so, and I'll, I'll explain why. This is a double eye needle. Um, I'm going to hold it in front of this white area here. It's kind of, it's hard to see, uh, you know, in this video, kind of, you know, because it's a very small item. But when I say double-eyed needle, I'm not saying double needle, okay? That's a, that would be like a twin needle or something that you'd put in your sewing machine. A double-eyed needle, picture um, a, <clears throat> you know, a thicker needle, maybe like a tapestry needle that's got a big flat eye on one end. And then on the other end, there's another big flat eye. So literally two eyes on either side of the needle. And so you all might be thinking... What the heck is this? And Lonnie says, not what I was thinking. And Sandy says, me neither. So yeah, this is a little bit of a weird tool, but we use them all the time. And actually, I kind of use, I use them in my knitting too. I, I am a, um, what's the word? Like occasional knitter, okay? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't knit like every day or anything, but it is something that's nice to do on the couch, you know, and, and, I like to make hats and, and things like that. I'm not, <clears throat> I've never like knitted a sweater or anything. But for weaving in ends, this is sort of like another uh, alternative to a tapestry needle. So what I have here, I have kind of a crazy piece of fabric. This is a scuba knit that is green on one side and white on the other. And I've surged on it in black thread, okay, so that you can really see the contrast. So, Tina, if you're watching and you're like, why are you using black thread? <laughs> I was just having a conversation with Tina about thread blending. Um, this is just for contrast. So, what the deal is, is sometimes when you serge something, you want to weave ends back in. And so, I have a few examples here of a corner where there's a serger tail, okay? Um, I just have a seam here where there are two serger tails and then I did kind of a weird thing and I did a curved like I kind of took a chunk out of the middle of my <laughs> serging almost like a dart and Kate says is this kind of like 
uh, a bodkin. Yes, it is sort of like a bodkin. Or Jean says a chenille needle. Yes, so it's it's sort of like a tapestry needle, da-da-da, all that. Um, but what's cool about it is, you know, your serger stitch is flat, okay? And you're often using your serger stitch on knit fabrics or, you know, any other kind of fabric. And what the, what the two eyes do is it creates a flat surface, okay? Um, so Erin says, yeah, I use a blunt tapestry needle to pull serger ends back in. And that's totally fine. But what we like about these double-eyed needles, and I, like I said, it's kind of hard to see in this video. There are close-up photos of it, um, I believe, on our website under double-eyed needle, is that it goes into the serging so nice and flat, and it will not snag your fabric because it's an eye. It is not a point of any kind, and it goes in there so flat. And so I'm trying to um, – here, I'm going to show you all. I'm sorry, I have to hold it towards myself. The live videos aren't the best for these super detailed things. But you see, when we look at it close up, here, let's see if I can get the camera to focus, how it just slides in there, and it doesn't catch on anything. So you only need to go back through a few stitches, okay? And then you can take your, now this is a big long tail. I could have put this tail through the eyes first, um, for sure. You take your big long tail, you kind of smooth it out, and you can cut it so all the threads are the same length, okay? And then you put it through that eye. And this eye, it's like a rectangle. It's very easy to put put the threads through. And so that's what is special about the double-eyed needles, okay, is that it gives you that flat edge. Yeah, Lonnie says, I think I'm currently using a needlepoint needle for this. Um, oh, and Aaron says, I missed the intro. Is there one eye on each end or two on one end? One eye on each end. Yeah, so this is this is a new concept for a lot of like, if you've never seen it before and you hear double-eyed needle, a lot of people think double needle, like twin needle in the sewing machine or something like that. And, yeah, everybody's commenting and saying, I use a tapestry needle, I use an embroidery needle, da-da-da-da. And those are all fine, but this is, like, our ideal tool. And I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about this like it's the best thing since sliced bread because we love to use them. They're not very expensive. Um at all okay so you know I think there's like two of them in a package for a few dollars or something like that and they last forever if you do come up though I just share this not like this is special to the double-eyed needle but just in case this ever happens to you while you're surging let's see if you have a really short serger tail and you're like crap I cut it off too short I was using my blade you know on my serger to cut um uh, that's fine, okay? So let's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut my end even shorter for you video people, okay? Oh, Donna Sue says hi, and I missed you guys. I missed you too, Donna. I love you. I love to hear from you. Okay, so if you have a really short serge end, put your double eye needle through your serging stitches first. And I, uh, you know, <laughs> we have a lot of plans uh, for other small short videos that are being put on hold because of the leggings class because we're in the middle of that. But if I could show you this, you know, up close, it's like that eye um, on either end. It acts like a spatula versus a needle point. So it just slides right under those serger stitches instead of poking into your fabric or whatever. So that's what's really nice. So if you do have a short tail, you use your little spatula-like end, and you feed the needle all, almost all the way through, and then you can 
thread those threads through and bring that needle through. And yeah, it's just it's just a really wonderful tool. Now, I don't like tuck every single uh, surgery. Okay, Lonnie, why an eye on each end? Okay, so I, <laughs> I don't really know if that's the reason why this needle was originally developed, but what it does for us, like I said, is kind of creates that spatula. It's like, I mean, and there are, there are needles with those, those kind of like spatula ends. Whoa! And I just threw that across the sewing studio. Good thing there are two in a package. <laughs> so, oh, Erin, Erin, thank you so much. She says, using this needle is like using a spatula to lift cookies off a pan versus a skewer. <laughs> How wonderful. So yes, the double-eyed needle is perfect for that. And I appreciate all of the laughing at my, um, I just flipped that needle. I'm glad it didn't go my coffee. Um, here. Okay. So <laughs> that is, that is exactly why we love the double-eyed needle. And it's something, let's see, it says it's three and a half inches long. So it's pretty long. <clears throat> You could keep it like on your zircle and keep track of it pretty nicely. It's pretty thick. It doesn't, you know, you don't pop it into a, a pin cushion like you would another, you know, hand sewing needle or something like that. Uh, but pretty easy to keep track of. So anyway, yeah, I, I really, y'all are going to love it. Y'all who ordered the box, all 100 of you uh, who ordered the box, you're going to be happy to have a double-eyed needle or two. You're going to have two in your life. And they'll come, I think... I think they're all packaged like this uh, <clears throat> in this twosome here. I'm even going to give you two of them. I didn't like only buy 50 of these and then split them up. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, Shannon says, do you need to sew it down afterwards? No, it that, that really takes care of it. If you've left a tail and you weave it back through, uh, you should be fine. Now, I don't, like I said, I don't do this all the time. If I'm making something for a costume or for, like, what did I have to do for Derek's uh, school? I had to make scarves for, like, a choir performance. Literally, these things were going to be worn for a good three minutes, never worn again. And I uh, used fray blocks. So Karen says, do you tuck all your serger tails under? Nope. Not all the time. Uh, sometimes fray block is fine for certain things. And sometimes it's fine when you don't want that bulk at the end. You know, we're all about reducing the bulk. Uh, if we're ever doing something with like sheer fabrics, we use this uh, fray block. Yeah, Donna, you ordered the box. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm almost certain. Way back, way back when it got released. Uh, fray block is one of our favorite products, and it is different than uh, the other product called Fray Check. And we do like this one a little better. Now, if you have Fray Check at home and you're using it, don't like just, you know, throw it out or something, you know, use it up. But over the years, we have found that Fray Block is a little higher quality than the Fray Check. It dries more flexibly, and we've had less trouble with it discoloring fabrics. So this tube of fray block is going to last you a real long time. It comes in the Sew Here box. We also sell it individually on our site. But, uh, you know, you want to <clears throat> store it like this, okay, vertically, all right? Um, <laughs> so you you want to store it vertically. Betsy says her tube of fray block dried out. She says, I must not have used it as much as I uh, thought I would. 
I've never had like a whole tube dry out. You know what I mean? Uh, but I have had it like if if I've gotten um, like some fray block coming off the, the end of my tube, I, I have had that dry and I've had to maybe stick a pin in it or something or, or take that off. Um, but hey, Betsy, maybe maybe you're just surging, you know, things that get enclosed. And that's what I'm going to talk about here in a second. And Lauren says, oh, good. That's my complaint with fray check. So uh, yeah, we we used Freycheck for a really long time, and then this came out, and we gave um, we gave it a try, and we've just found it um, to be a much better alternative uh, than the Freycheck. So we really like the Frey Block. That's why we're including it in the Knits box uh, because it's often used with your serger, uh, with your knits. If you ever have like a problem area where you've had to serge over or you clipped into something, you know, this can be nice. It's a seam sealant. If you ever did something silly with a buttonhole and, you know, you're, or you're waiting on your buttonhole cutter or something like that, you can do that. Now, a lot of you are saying you store it with the pin in it. You might work for Frey Check with the way that Frey Check is packaged. But Frey Block is a little different. It has a different uh, mechanism on top. And anyway, so just be aware of that. So, I don't know. I mean, you all do whatever do whatever you want in your sewing room. I like to throw double-eyed needles around, okay? So keep that in mind. So there's Frey Block. So Frey Block and double-eyed needles. And then I just want to say <laughs> that sometimes when you're using your serger, you will not use either of these things. You know, we're all about reducing bulk. We're all about saving time around here. And so on the leggings, there's really no need to tuck in any serger ends, okay? And, <laughs> oh, Sandy says I'm all twitchy knowing that needle's on the floor. I I think I know where it is. I'm not going to, like, step on it, but it... It flew. I, I can't pick it up. <laughs> okay, so um, on the on with the leggings class, the leggings have. Let's see how we sew them together. Three seams. You sew one inseam. You sew the other inseam, and then you sew the crotch seams together. Okay, and then after that, the only like serger tails you might have are at the front and the back of the waistband, and then like on the inside of your legs, you know. So a waistband gets put on there and then your legs, your, you know, your hems get hemmed. And so you will not need to tuck any serger ends back through, okay? Everything gets enclosed. So think about that as you're sewing along. If you're ever like, oh, does this need to be enclosed or does that need to be woven back through or does that need to be backstitched? If it's going to get closed in on another seam no okay and that's the way it is with the leggings now if you do a self-fabric waistband uh you know and you surge that on that's a little different story and I might tuck that through um actually I might be able to do that right now because I believe that I put a self-fabric waistband on these leggings and have not tucked the serger ends back through uh <laughs> so keep that in mind but yeah there's really no hand finishing on the leggings even listen up if you have a cover stitch machine, we're going to show you how to eliminate that step of pulling those threads back through with a tapestry needle. Stay tuned for that. So excited. I'm in love with this technique. 
and I'm really excited. We're, we show it in our we show it in our construction class, okay? And then we're going to make another video that's like just about cover stitching in the round to show you this that's like really detailed. So because it's it can be a little hard. It's it's kind of a it's like its own technique on its own in the beginning when you're learning it. And Jean says woohoo and Stephanie says what? Sorcery. It is. It's like sorcery. It's like a magic trick. It might take you maybe a couple times to get the hang of it, but then once you do, um yeah, it's amazing. Hey, Debbie has a good question. Hey, Mallory, will your leggings have a seam on the outside of the leg? Not the original draft, okay, of the leggings. So in the leggings class, you will make, you'll take your measurements and then you will plot all the points on either whatever kind of paper, you know, you want to use, okay? And then what you get is one pattern piece that's like the left side of your body or the right side or whatever and you cut that pattern piece out twice so the seams that are in the leggings are just an inseam and a crotch seam now that being said um that's one of the simplest ways to draft leggings and the way we have you measure they fit you very nicely okay they take into account things like your ankle your knee you know so a few of you have said things like oh my leggings will fit fine in the hips but they'll be like saggy at the waist and saggy at the knee so you like bought that bigger size to fit your you know fit around the bum area but maybe you are a you know quote smaller size at the waist and the calves or maybe you're just a smaller size at the calves and the knee da 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 you know uh everyone fits into like some you know different you know proportions and everything like that so our leggings pattern what you come up with is just one pattern piece that gets cut out twice and put together. So there is no seam on the outside of the leg. But <laughs> I wanted to create a leggings pattern that doesn't have a center seam. And so to get that effect, you have to put a side seam on. And uh, so I'm just going to like, you know, you'll you'll see that. Okay. Uh, and Anyway, that'll that'll be like another pattern hack. But the original draft that you're going to get is going to have inseams and a crotch seam. So keep that in mind. Um, and yeah, a lot of you are discussing the cover stitch technique. And we're not like the first people to do this technique, but we are going to try and make like a really nice, clear video about it. And, uh, you know, hopefully it helps you guys out if it's something you have not done before. Um, but it completely takes away having to, you know, use a needle to bring those needle threads back through. So, <laughs> and Jean says she was describing the technique badly. It's hard to describe. Like, I don't, I mean, okay. I don't, I'm not even going to try. I'm, even try. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to, like, explain it verbally without visual aids. In fact, I did it once on the live broadcast with... And it's very difficult, I think, to get across without, like, many camera angles or being in person, you know, to teach it. So, hey, Amber, good to see you. And then Debbie says, excellent. So, Debbie, I'm sure I gave you maybe a little bit uh, more explanation than you would like. So, uh, like I said, I think we're going to open the Sew Here boxes up, uh, see how many more get ordered, and I will make sure to put a disclaimer 
uh, that <laughs> if you ordered after like June 21st or something like that, you might get your box a little later because we, you know, we hit our, we hit our limit uh, on, you know, yesterday or the day before on June 20th, I believe, uh, on the boxes. So uh, Sandy says that her sick six-year-old is watching and wants to remind everyone to thread with their presser foot up. That's right. So no matter how you're sewing or surging or uh, bringing your threads through or not or whatever, you need to thread your machines with your presser foot up. And if you don't know why, go listen to episode one of Sewing Out Loud. That's our other podcast that ZD and I release every Friday. It's released um, as a podcast, so it's on our website, and it's on Apple Podcasts, okay? Uh, it is It is uh, not done like as a live broadcast like this one. So anyway, if you are wondering and you were wanting to get a... If you were get, wanting to get a nice preview of the stuff, that some of the stuff that's in the Sew Here box, I talked about double-eyed needles and fray block today. So if it's something you have in your sewing room or something you've been thinking about getting, uh, you can go back and watch this video, check that out. And then uh, I just, I, I'll just i give a little shout-out to these fabulous mini duckbills that are coming in your Sew Here box, too. Ha-ha. And, yeah, fabulous um, to speak with you all this morning. Hey, Mom, you should just come up here again right now, and we should try and record a podcast. <laughs> but you're probably getting ready. Okay, uh, I will talk to you all later. I hope you get something sewn today. Today is um, today is leggings filming day. We are trying to wrap up filming for our leggings class today, or this week, excuse me. And Sam has been editing away at light speed. I'm so excited. Oh, and... I didn't mention this at the beginning of the broadcast, but tomorrow's live broadcast needs to be canceled. So I um, took my glucose test yesterday. I'm pregnant, in case anybody doesn't know. And I failed it. So now I have to go do the really long glucose test. And since we're filming leggings class today and we're going to film it on Friday as well, I need to get in there this week and get that finished. So I am going to have to cancel Thursday's live broadcast for this week. And I'll post about that in the group too. And Jean says, yuck. Yeah. So I don't really mind. Like people are all like, oh, the glucola tastes so gross. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it tastes like a not so awesome soda. But the fact that I have to stay there for three hours tomorrow <laughs> is is not sounding exciting to me. So um, <clears throat> I have to go to the go to the lab, sit there for three hours, and get my blood drawn on the hour. It's gonna be fabulous. I'm gonna be really upset if I have gestational diabetes. <laughs> ha ha ha. Okay. Um. Anyway, so hope you all have a lovely day and a lovely week, and I will be you know, available in the group, of course. Actually, maybe I'll be asking you all to keep me entertained during my three hours in the hospital. Uh, <laughs> Marisa says to bring some knit some knitting. Absolutely. That is, I should, I have a hat to finish uh, and I need to get Sam her um, double pointed needles back. So anyway, all right. Well, I love you all. Thank you for the well wishes on the glucose test. I don't really know if there's Anything I can uh, do about it this time, but uh, this 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 baby better be cute. Is all I'm gonna say, okay? Because he's he's been kind of a kind of a crazy kind of a crazy guy. All right, <laughs> have a lovely day, everybody. Karen says that was great. This is my first time watching. I'm so happy uh, to see all of you, uh, all all of you new members. It's it's been great to uh, meet you all. 
as you've introduced yourselves and as you've watched on a live broadcast. And the live broadcasts are something I just love doing. And uh, doing them three times a week means that sometimes stuff like this comes up. So anyway, appreciate your understanding and you all have a lovely day. If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes.